Joining us now is Michael Maxworthy on the program. Of course, it's all been happening up there in Queensland and it will continue to happen this weekend. Good morning, Maxie. Yes, good morning, Dave. Uh, it's the final day for the Brisbane Racing Club, the VRC. It's part of the Summer Carnival on Saturday, New Year's Eve. Uh, some terrific black-type racing there and a number of horses trying to pick up some vital last-minute prize money to win their way into the likes of the Magic Millions Guineas and the Magic Millions two-year-old itself. Um, Godolphin are well-represented in a number of races on Saturday, including the buffering with... Um, a horse called Brigantine who looks perfectly placed there with James McDonald in the saddle. And then on Saturday night, uh, New Year's Eve, it's the very first running of the King of the Mountain at Clifford Park to Oomba. So there's certainly plenty on as we head towards the Magic Millions. Yeah, very much so. Let's uh, have a look at uh, the uh, the Vogue Rogue, if you don't mind, um, Maxie, because uh, we've got a couple of nice horses here. Obviously, fashion legend for Richard and Will Friedman, and they're quite excited, I think, to to get him into that Vogue Rogue on the weekend and then this storm the fortress for the the Edmund stable and you've even got uh, that uh, stroll uh, for the O'Day hoisted so it's a, a real melting pot I think this is going to be one of the races of the day yes uh, there's no doubt about that unfortunately um, the Currys didn't accept with end assembly who's three for three very very yes. talented horse maybe he's gone over the edge but he was targeting this race so it just sort of um lessens the strength a little bit but I think the Queensland Philly stroll is going to be extremely hard to beat a, a, a multiple stakes winner she gets into the Vaux Road with only 55 kilos under the set weights and penalties for the, the boys and the girls she's drawn barrier two for uh, Boris Thornton and she beat that filly of um, Annabelle's the other day in the mode. Sunshine in Paris yeah Sunshine in Paris so that enhances the form doesn't it of stroll and she's a beauty in that she can put herself nice and handy, as she did in the mode. She was up outside the leader, and she fought off Chinny Boone and Sunshine in Paris. So it looks a great race for her. Yeah, um, Richard and Will's three-year-old fashion legend. He's a lovely horse, very workmanlike. I believe he's been doing well in training under the guidance of B.J. Smith. Uh, of course, the boys have got a great relationship with one of the great trainers of all time in, in Brian Smith, um, at Eagle Farm, they send the right horses to Brian and then they often send them back to their Rose Hill base and sometimes they leave them here for a period. It's a, it's a system that's certainly working. I think Storm the Fortress, a rather fashion legend, has got to pick it up a little bit, but he's pretty genuine. He certainly is. Uh, you mentioned Godolphin too at the start. Um, they targeted this particular event last year, didn't they, because of the, the wildcard opportunities, but... Gee, there's a sense of timing about this uh, horse, Brigantine, in the in the buffering. Of course, race seven on the card. Uh, J-Mac in town. Great to see James uh, back in Brisbane. And I think he'll be... Um, he probably will pop up here and there sometimes, maybe in midweek runners, if there's anything really, really good going around. But we'll probably see James stay in Queensland for a period of time there uh, with his newborn and, um, and his partner. But the razor-sharp run was very good, wasn't it? Um, and... You can just tell that this is the horse they've earmarked for the summer, haven't they? Yeah, and look, they've found the right race. Uh, there's not as much depth to this the buffering this year. Uh, it's over 1,350 metres. It sort of caters for similar horses that um, are going to be running on Saturday night in Toowoomba in the King of the Mountain. And they've also got a consolation in Toowoomba for horses that don't get into the King of the Mountain. So we've only got a field size of 11 and uh, Brigantine's come up with a perfect gait, 56 kilos on his back. Uh, the interesting runner is Chris Lees, is 
um, you called it for Australian Bloodstocker. They, they purchased this horse from New Zealand. Um, it was going good around 12, 1400 metres. And then a when he first came to um, to Sydney, he put in a couple of moderate runs, but they, they got him over whatever was wrong and sent him to the Gold Coast stable. And he's just um, continued to thrive up here, you called it, um, having won a stakes race last start. So he's drawn a little bit awkwardly in gate number nine, but I do think the Godolphin runner, uh, Brigantine, is the one that they've all got to beat, in particular from that good barrier. Unfortunately, We've continued the theme of only very small fields in our two-year-old races so far this season, Dave, with the Zusain, uh, which is a two-year-old contest, race number two on Saturday for two-year-olds. And we've only got five horses, and there's only two of them that are actually Queensland horses. Uh, the others are Sovereign Fund, uh, the Magic Millions Wyong winner, Jamie Carr's been booked to ride him, Sun Source, the Busserton and Young, comes out of the uh, the Ballarat Magic Millions race and looked impressive there too. McDonald's picked up the ride. And the other one is Hatchy Man for Ma Eustace, who interests me a lot. He's only had the one star. Mm. I thought trialed really well, Dave, uh, behind Platinum Jubilee and had no luck whatsoever in the Wyong Magic Millions. While Sovereign Fun was getting a beautiful run in transit, one off Andy, this guy was sort of obliged to go back from an awkward gate. He couldn't go forward when he wanted to. Yet on the line, he was going particularly well. Putters are going to be all over Sovereign Fund, and rightly so, but I'm thinking that this is a chance of beating him. Hatchy man for Ma and Eustace. Mm, interesting too, and I, I, you know, maybe you can't read into it as much as you once could, but how James McDonald rode Sovereign Fund and now jumps on Sun Source. Yeah. Um, um, does, he, well, does he have a commitment for one in the Magic Millions? Maybe Empire of Japan? Um, I was just thinking when you were talking to Chris there about how open the market is for the Magic Millions, following the BJ McLaughlin last Saturday. Now, following last year's edition, we had Cool and Gat of the Hot Favourites. So a couple Oh, we might have just lost Maxie there. Um, we'll just try and establish that line again. It just cut out the uh, the line. He was just talking about the McLaughlin last week. And when we, as we re-established that line, we mentioned that uh, yesterday on the program didn't we, that um, we were going to have all these races on Saturday where we had, uh, you know, Empire of Japan going around in Sydney and we had Chris Munzer's horse there um, in Brisbane, Miss Cooter, and they were, you know, short price favourites and we were expecting them to perform and perform well and then that market react quite heavily towards them, favourably towards them. But, uh, Maxies, I welcome you back and I think you were going down this path, is that it sort of threw a few more question marks in the air after yeah. the weekend. Well, it did. We were hoping that something would bolt in in that first race at Randwick. It ended up being a, a blanket finish with Firelane getting up to score. And in the McLaughlin, we had Gay Waterhouse's The Novelist beating XL Dior. And they had the world's best runs because Chris Munson's filly, Miss Cooter, was expected to lead or sit outside of the Waterhouse spot run of The Novelist. And she was a bit sluggish away and ended up one off midfield um, in unfamiliar territory for her. So Novelist and XL Dior got a cheap. Uh, they railed beautifully, fought it out. But the run of the race day was the uh, uh, Snowden runner Godzilla. Now, I'm tipping, had he drawn a barrier, he, he wins it. And the reason why I say that is because he drew the outside gate and he actually jumped on level terms with, I think it was um, XL Dior, might have beat him out by a nose. So I'm thinking, had he drawn a barrier, Godzilla, 
he'd have been able to park right behind the pace there and be hard to hold out. He ended up having to go back to last, second last, and very wide, turning into the straight at Doombin, which is usually a no-no because the leaders can kick around that short bend and the novelist at XLD got a break on him, but did you see him over the final part? But the problem is with Godzilla, he's only got $23,000 in the bank and time is running out. So it's possible that I suppose we might see him uh, next Saturday, Saturday week that is, on wave day at the Gold Coast in one of the two nuggets. There's one for the Phillies and one for the Colts and Geldings. He would need to win that to actually get enough prize money to go into the Magic Millions. But look, he's a fringe starter and a live chance if he gets in. And the other one that we've spoken about last week is Annabelle's filly called Empress of Wonder. Now, she's just borderline at the moment with 63,000. She possibly needs to start that day as well. I guess Annabelle Nishan's probably looking at the prize money to see whether she needs to give her another run to qualify. But I think they're two great chances and they're not fully guaranteed a start of yet. Empress of Wonder and Godzilla. Now, I've just got a text here from uh, one of the Snowden um, men, Maxi. Uh, text says... Maxie's got a good eye, but he'll have to wait. Um, she's off to the paddock. So Godzilla is spelling at the moment. So there you go. Um, I hope you haven't had a futures okay. bet. Sorry if that's some no, bad news No, but I, I have you. had a futures bet on Empress of Wonder. and <laughs> um, She was due to run in the BJ McLaughlin. I'd heard that she was due to run, but didn't accept. And they've just tried to freshen her up a little bit because she, she'd been sent to Melbourne for that race at Flemington. And then mm. she came up here, the long road trip, and ran that great race in the Callaway Gal. So she's there, um, she's still there. I think you'll find she's still there, and they're trying to get her in. Um, yeah. Empress of Wonder, but uh, Godzilla uh, off to the paddock. But ah, but ah, don't okay. worry because all these recordings are taped, and when that horse comes out and wins a slipper, we'll be able to play that. Um, that Michael yeah. Maxworthy found this horse on the 29th of December. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe he got out to 20 to 1 last Saturday. It's a beautiful looking horse, a two-year-old who presented just like um, an old gelding in the mounting yard, lovely athletic body. And, oh, no, I was absolutely... I was wrapped in his trials and, and, and his performance certainly backed that up. So, yeah, you've got to look after, you know, the horse's best interest. So that's the story there. That, that's good to get that news, Dave. All right. Um, and, Maxi, uh, away from uh, what we're talking about, which is obviously uh, Magic Millions, which is a couple of weeks' time, we'll be there as well, racing HQ for that. We mentioned the buffering. We mentioned the Vaux Rogue. This nudgy stakes, I mean, they're always difficult, these um, these mare races. Although, in saying that, uh, the great Tony Brassel, who used to sit beside and work with, he said he loved, out of all the races, these mares races to bet in because of the weight scale. Yes, and usually when you've got a, you know, a... a a mare going into a race like this that's bang in form, they usually hold it. They're usually pretty reliable. But having said that, they're, they're always very competitive, aren't they? They're usually blanket finishes. And I haven't actually sat down and done the form properly on that, that nudgy. But, uh, yeah, they are here, there, here, from here, there and everywhere. Um, it's over a distance of 1,200 metres. Probably the outer limits for Kelly Sweeter's mare, uh, Miss Hipstar, but she's finally drawn a decent barrier at gate number two, so might be just sort of swaying slightly towards her at the moment. Um, you, you also touched on Chris with that Gosford Guineas yesterday, and that was a really good lead-up to the Magic Midians Guineas last year with King of Sparta, who ran third behind Bacchanalia last year, 
and then came out, stormed home to win the Guineas. Um, and yesterday we saw Russian Conquest run an enormous race, uh, finishing slightly ahead of Hell I Am. I thought her performance was just unbelievable. She drew a little bit awkwardly, jumped well, and when he's dropped his hands to sort of try and tuck in behind, she sort of really dropped the bit and um, around Gosford, you know, you, you can't really sort of give them too much start, but she rattled to the line. And um, from the point of view of that race, the Guineas right now, she's the horse that I'm looking at, Russian Conquest, Dave. Yeah, OK. Yeah, she was very good uh, yesterday, wasn't she? Maxie, uh, look forward to the coverage on uh, Saturday, of course, and it's going to be a big double header, isn't it, of course, uh, with what we see there at Doombin and then obviously the King of the Mountain at uh, Toowoomba. And then um, we will see you very soon, mate. Um, the Summer Carnival moves to the Gold Coast and it's all going to be guns blazing, isn't it? Absolutely. And you'll be there at the, the Magic Billion yeah. Complex, will you? Yeah, Magic Millions will be arriving on Wednesday and we'll have the last couple of days of that week leading into the race day uh, for Racing HQ and I'll be on track on Saturday. First time I've been on track in oh, many, 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 many years, mate. All right then, look forward to catching up. We'll see you then.